It's April 4th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Russian forces fell back over the weekend and left nightmarish scenes in their wake. In the Kiev suburb of Buka, hundreds of civilians were found killed and buried in mass graves or just left where they fell. Direct targeting of civilians would constitute a war crime. In response to the atrocities in Buka, Germany's defense minister said on Sunday that the European Union must discuss banning the import of Russian gas. Berlin has so far resisted calls to impose an embargo on energy imports from Russia, saying its economy and that of other European countries are too dependent on them. French President Emmanuel Macron said it's his wish to see a total block on Russian exports of coal and oil to the European Union this week. Russia supplies 40% of Europe's gas needs. In response to the images of Buka being released, Russia called for a meeting of the UN Security Council, saying that this was a blatant provocation by Ukrainian radicals. With Russian troops falling back, Ukraine has been on the march. On Saturday, Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister Hannah Malyar said the whole Kyiv region is liberated from the invader. However, it is too soon to declare victory for Ukraine. Several U.S. officials familiar with the latest U.S. intelligence assessments told CNN that Russia had revised its Ukraine war strategy to focus on taking control of the Donbass and other regions in eastern Ukraine, with a target date of early May. May 9th is a prominent holiday on the Russian calendar, a day on which the country marks the Nazi surrender in World War II with a huge parade of troops and weaponry across Red Square in front of the Kremlin. The officials say Putin wants to celebrate a victory of some kind in his war that day. While transferring fighter jets appears off the table, on Friday the New York Times reported that the United States is assisting allies in transferring Soviet-era tanks to Ukraine. This would be the first time during the war that the United States has transferred tanks. Previously, the Biden administration has been focused on small portable weapons that were mostly defensive in nature. An aid convoy that has been trying to reach Mariupol since Friday still has not made it to the besieged southern port city. Mariupol has sustained devastating attacks by Russian forces for weeks. Thousands of civilians remain trapped there with limited access to food, water, and electricity. The Red Cross said that its team had set out for Mariupol from Zaporizhia, about 140 miles northwest on Friday, but had to turn back after arrangements and conditions made it impossible to proceed. In an interview with CNN's Dana Bash, Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said that he has had a good dialogue with Finland and Sweden about potentially joining the alliance in response to Russia's war in Ukraine. Just four months ago, the idea of Finland joining NATO this year would have seemed far-fetched. Now the prospect of Russia's once-neutral neighbor applying to become a member of the Western Military Alliance seems all but inevitable. In Sweden, the war in Ukraine has resulted in support for membership rising dramatically. Almost 50% now favor joining NATO, according to several polls published since early March. Berlin is looking into forcing Kremlin-backed Gazprom to sell critical gas storage facilities across Germany. 
effectively meaning an expropriation of those sites, a government official and two additional people briefed on the plan said. Germany's economy minister said it is also working intensively to reduce the influence of another Russian state-owned energy firm, Rosneft, which owns a refinery in the eastern town of Schwet that processes around a quarter of the country's oil supplies. The war in Ukraine has acted as a wake-up call to Germany's political establishment, where the consensus had long been that cheap gas from Moscow was not only good for business, but gave Russia an incentive to remain in the international fold. Lithuania has stopped importing natural gas from Russia as of April and will be able to rely instead on deliveries from other countries to meet its energy needs, the country's president announced on Saturday, saying the move was an example for other European Union members. While losing Lithuania as a customer is unlikely to significantly hurt Gazprom, Russia's state-owned energy group, the move has geopolitical significance in setting a precedent for the EU. Reuters calculates that Russia's total number of COVID-related deaths has reached almost 778,000 since the start of the pandemic, based on new data from the Rostat State Statistics Service. Reuters calculations also showed Russia recorded more than 958,000 excess deaths since the beginning of the pandemic in April 2020 to the end of March 2022, when compared to the average mortality, in 2015 to 2019. Enrique Lucero, director of migrant affairs for the city of Tijuana, said there were around 1,500 Ukrainians in the city currently, and he expected the number to increase to 2,000 by day's end. Lucero said he expects all the migrants to enter the United States, but said American authorities have been slow to process them. The city was working to convert a sports facility into a temporary shelter to house all the incoming arrivals. It is so frustrating that a refugee program is so broken that even when the administration wants to welcome 100,000 refugees from Ukraine, it is still easier for them to show up on the southern border than to be evacuated from Ukraine. Chronic lack of funding in our frozen immigration politics is leading to untold suffering and has been doing so for years. We must do better. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member so you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to Next in Foreign Policy tomorrow to hear Zoe and I talk with Amy Slipowitz about Freedom House's Freedom in the World Report. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network. <laughs>